You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Cash the ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. All right, cash the ticket. We come to you um, a little bit later in the morning than usual. Uh, just a, oh, Michael, 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 Michael. I, <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, w- there's a lot to cover, and this is kind of a weird uh, weekend because I'm traveling. I'm going to be at a game I'm going to bet, which is going to be a total disaster. But That's um, right. Yeah, I, I just... Man, where do we start? Well, for one, I think we need to have a eulogy to profit because despite my money line success and despite you know five and two in the NFL two weeks back, I, I just I have now entered the red. I have <laughs> I'm now It's so tough. I'm not in the happy zone anymore. I you know what it is too? It's funny and we'll get to it. Um because we like to do it on our other podcasts, always aggravated. Uh, the shit review of the week. It's funny because people don't say shit, and then the minute you have a terrible week, you know, you get all the rats coming out getting a little bit oh, of their of cheese, which cracks me up. I don't know. I don't know what you got going on in your life. If if you think you're going to get rich betting games, you're an idiot. But, yeah, it's just, dude, I, I look at last week, and it's, I mean. We were both four and six. It sucked. And it's like, it wasn't even just that. It was a couple of the picks were so overtly shitty. Like, okay, any any pick that loses Sucks, yeah. clearly. But, like, the Patriots were so much the better side in that Bills game, and they had a million opportunities to cover, and they just didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like, oh, yeah, man, wish I had the Bills. That was the better. P-. No. But, like, man, I was at dinner on Friday night. What the fuck was Maryland Penn State? I know. And you sit here and you go, wait a minute now. I talk to a lot of people who, who bet games pretty seriously. I, I don't know if they end up winning or losing. Who knows? I, I, I have my doubts. I don't even know what I'm doing here. But it's nobody was taking Penn State. Everybody liked Maryland as that sexy, kind of upset. We broke the trends down. Mike, I'm at dinner. I get a text from one of my buddies. He goes, my God, what did I bet on? And I'm like, uh-oh. So I went, I looked. Mm. And it's like, how 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 did Maryland get 128 yards total offense? How does this happen? It's stuff that you don't even think is going to happen happens. But Mike, do not worry yourself because you 
you know that all of our picks are well-researched, well-thought-out, so it's not our fault. We're doing no. our job. It's just how the games go. No, it, it's <laughs> just proof positive that getting to 56% on any of this to even grind out a small profit is really hard. It's why I don't do it seriously, because it's a road to ruin. Well, um, and it's also why, let's be honest, why do you go to Vegas and every single resort looks like a castle? Well... You know, it's funny you say it, because I I said to you, like, years before doing the pod, I only bet in Vegas. It was just a pressure control thing. Like, I love going on Vegas trips and let the lion out of the cage and bet, whatever. But this year, I I said, if we're doing the pod, I got to bet every week. I have to. It's only fair. Like, if I'm in a, yeah, I play these games. Um, But it's, you see why, though. Like, dude, it's so funny, because when I bet on horses, it's a totally different approach is like with horse racing, you're going to go on losing streaks and you're never going to get, I don't know, you're never going to hit a majority of your bets. You hit this vast minority of your bets, but you crush when you hit. That That's how yeah, you, you play the one game. Out of, one out of five or six bets, right? Well, right. But, but you crush when you do because you're getting paid for your opinion. But like, I don't sweat it. I could be at the track and be winless as we hit the late pick four, but I know, hey, all it takes is one. Whereas, like, betting games, it's amazing. Like, I'm sitting here, and I'll tell you one thing. Like, I'm fighting off that that whole shook element Mm -hmm. after Maryland and after Nebraska where you see two teams go out and basically lose 100-6, to and you're like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. How, How the hell didn't I just sit down and go, Ohio State, fuck it. I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to it. The one in the NFL that killed me, though, like above all. I mean, like I, I had Moneyline winner in Toledo plus two and a half. I hit it both ways. Yep. I had Oregon State getting three and a half, four. I forget what the actual number was. It didn't matter. It was a three-point game. Got it. You know, Washington covers. Like, you feel good about it. You're like, hey, Saints, they're going to win Sunday night. Hit it straight. Hit it Moneyline. Cool. But then you look at, like, Dude, I had the Vikings. Right. I don't even deserve to live. Like, what? Well, they've just been, their offense has just been something else. But there wasn't a, you know, it's it's like we talk about it. There wasn't a moment in the Maryland game or the Viking game where you felt like you had the right side. Right. I brought it up a couple weeks back. I think I, I had A&M against Auburn. And a minute, that game started. You knew. You knew I'm on the wrong side. And it's just, it shows you no matter the research you do, no matter the numbers, the trends, what you think you know about football, holy shit. No, oh, I mean, dude, it I is, was, God. I didn't hit one NFL game. I hit, well, I hit a measly over-under, but I didn't hit one NFL point spread, which I, it's like, come on, can I at least get one of them? I Dude, rough week. I mean, a four and six overall, it's not a total disaster, but you're losing money. It sucks. Yeah. Um, why don't we do this? Let's do, uh, well, the eulogy to profit is what it is. We need to get back on the horse. Um, let me do the shit review of the week because we have fun, and I don't know that we've done oh, it God. on this podcast. No, it's fun because Always Aggravated is our other pod. You should subscribe. But, like, I, I love Apple Pod. You know, I know we're a radio.com company, but, like, Apple Podcasts, you can kind of, hey, like, what are the best podcasts and who does get the most downloads? And one thing a lot of people have been very, very successful in podcasting I've talked to, um, like you really want written reviews and you want, obviously, your rating. Now, look, you guys have been awesome. Truthfully, we do this for for fun. Like I'm having a blast doing this. Um, but like we have five-star reviews for Always Aggravated and over 3,000 
written reviews, which That's is just crazy. no, it is, Good. and it doesn't sound like a lot, but man, go look at a lot of podcasts. Not not like Joe Rogan or or Pardon My Take. Those are monoliths. Those are intergalactic podcast right. superstars. I'm saying you go look at most podcasts. They don't even have a thousand reviews. 3,000 for a pod that's been out for less than a year? You guys have been amazing. That's stunning to me. That's that's incredible, man. Cash to ticket. I mean, we didn't even have time to promote it. There was a lot of behind the scenes issues of of you know getting the company to approve certain things whatever dude we almost have 900 written reviews in 5 weeks it's awesome five you know five star rating so that's why i don't take i don't take any of this seriously like i'm doing it for fun and and i believe in digital and podcasting and i want more content for our people but like i i always love shit like this so i'm always aggravated we'll do a shit review of the week and not every week but i like the ones that have extreme salt so like let me do this one. This is a gentleman, and I use that term loosely, Sparty Bob. He goes, I love this pod. I love betting against it. I make a killing every week. I love Sully's deep insights of I agree, Mike, or I'll pass. Oh. Mike, I hate to tell you this. You're not Ace Rothstein. No matter how badly you want to be. Well, time out. First of all, I don't want to have someone try to blow my vehicle up. B, you leave Ace Rothstein's name alone, a great movie character. But here's my question. How are you making a killing betting against the pod if this is the first week I've entered the negative zone? What what and, against? And, well, well, right. Now, now, listen. Here's the other thing. Anyone who says they make a killing doing this, I automatically think is a liar. Like, you mean to tell me, Sparty Bob, you're rolling around in your pile of money and you took time to listen to the pod, right? Take 45 minutes out of your week. Fade the picks exclusively. And you have the audacity to say you're making a killing. Cut it out, Bob. Come on, Bobby. Well, and let me address the one about me. My insights of I'll pass or I agree. Literally, I'll, I'll let you in on this. A couple weeks ago, I was listening back to the podcast, and I thought to myself and made a conscious effort the next week. I said, you know what? I'm going on and on and on about each game. I'm too long-winded, so i got to trim it down a little bit. I never just say, oh, I'll pass. Well, or listen, I agree. Compared to other pods that don't make any picks, <laughs> I, I like to think we have some fun. I try to give you nine or ten opinions a week. You don't have to... Who the hell's forcing you to play? There's, hey, there are always negative reviews. Believe me, I got into it this morning on our Instagram with someone. What who happened? Was, what was wrong? Well, you know what? How about how about I just say this? Go to at Valenti Podcast on Instagram, hmm. and you're gonna see company man. You're gonna see one of the recent comments on the latest always aggravated that we posted. What and was, it was the issue? Someone went on a paragraph, paragraph, you know, a couple paragraph rant about. Um, well, thank you for listening. About <laughs> it was basically about well, you know, you guys are you guys are bringing race into this, and you know, David is is being too ridiculous, and and I said I I just simply oh, de- Lord, I simply messaged back and said. You know what? Come on. We're all friends here. We're joking around. If you take this way too seriously, this is on you. You need to relax a little. Oh, boy. And it, it was just some ridiculous thing. that It was something out of nothing, basically. But my point is there's always these excessive reviews for no reason. I want to give you one more because this one had so much vinegar to it. Like I was like, man, this dude is triggered. I dig it. Um, and mind you, this is this is in a sea of five-star reviews. But that you like doing shit like this. Stick to the day jobs. I'd like to see slip photos of the games these dudes are, quote, playing. Okay, sure. I mean, I'll black out what I'm betting because that's none of your fucking business. Yeah, that's what I've always done. Yeah, man, sure. They should stop making calls and become a purely factual, informational podcast because, man, all caps, are the picks and subjective opinions and analysis trash. Subjective? When do we not give facts? Every every game, especially, you know. Relax. And Mike, you're more with opinions. I'm more with, with stats. We both are. But 
we break down the trends and the stats on every one of these games. That's not our opinion. That's fact. Let me tell you what happens when you start doing entertainment stuff with just uh, facts and figures. You have no audience. You'll be broadcasting alone in your basement. So thank you. But on a serious note, you guys have been amazing. Great support for this. Lots of cool reviews. And away we go. Um, Mikey, I want to ask you a quick question before we get to our college picks. Mm. Is it legal to ban a team from betting? It's it's just very well. Okay, I, right now I I would like to find a way to shutter the doors at the University of Maryland. Oh. But like, I I need you to do a favor for me. Is that you are not allowing me ever, not for the remainder of this football season, or at least this week, maybe this month. <laughs> you can't allow me to use Maryland, and you can't allow me to go against Ohio State ever again. I can't do it. No, I, ever again. I cannot do that because we toyed with this idea. About the Giants and not letting you bet on the Giants again. And then look at Danny Dimes came in and changed everything. And now you can bet on them every, every single week. Well, I didn't. See, unfortunately, I didn't make that a pick. But and I I, I, went, I told you on the side, that was part of that 16 parlay I cashed two weeks ago. Mm. I had the Giants on there. I, but like, I couldn't example. resist. We, we can't just block out these teams because stuff can change in an instant. All right, let me ask you a question. Has Ohio... Is Ohio State becoming like the Patriots of covering spreads? Yes, and and it's funny. It's funny you say that because that is what I've personally told myself. Because earlier this year, I think it was was Indiana that they were playing. I, I I told myself basically, hey, Ohio State's running over teams. You just can't bet against them right now, and I'm not going to do it with MSU. Well, all right, you take it right there. I'm not playing that game, but I, I think it's one of the bigger games of the week, and I know obviously our local audience will be watching. But even nationally, it's the national game of the week. OSU, it's interesting when you look at kind of how it opened up and, and where the number is at. I don't mind taking a minute to talk about that game. Ohio State opened up at 20. Yeah. Guess where it is right now? Uh, I think 20. it's right at that. Yeah. Hasn't moved, which is really interesting. Uh, Action Network, great site. If you care about, you know, looking at totals, different things, and where money is, 64% of bets and 62% of the money is on OSU. Spread hasn't moved. Um, obviously, I have an emotional attachment to this game. I'm going to be on a kind of a football trip this weekend. I'm going to be watching this game with friends. Uh, I'm not betting MSU. I can't. I, it's part of my new rule. I'm not allowed to go against OSU. But I'm also not totally comfortable with OSU just laying three touchdowns. Um, yeah. You'd like to believe, look, OSU's better in every phase. Um, when you look at OSU offensively, I think Justin Fields could be the, the best QB maybe they've ever had. The running back tandem of Dobbins and Teague are fabulous. Wide receivers are deep from K.J. Hill and Victor and and uh, the kid from California. I always screw up his last name. Is it Oliwa mm-hmm. or Oliveira? Whatever. Um, Olave, right? Olave. Thank you, Mike. They're just they're fabulous. And Ryan Day has been the secret to the sauce. You know, you don't need analytics and stats. Watch a game. He's an NFL play caller. And right now outside of Lincoln Riley, maybe the second best play caller in all of college football. Defensively, look, put on any any quarter of defensive snaps from Ohio State and watch Chase Young and tell me how you block him. And then you factor in MSU's weakness is their O-line and Tyler Higby's going to be at left tackle. I think we're going to have a, a fit trying to block these guys. I think the best way to do it will be shortening up your passing game. But then you're getting into the idea of you're really going to go 10, 12, 13 plays on OSU. I doubt it. Linebacking core rock solid with, with, with Borland and, and company. And, and look, the secondary, it's not just like OSU has become a factory 
for secondary play. But even this year, I mean, Jeffrey Okuda might be the best of the bunch, the best cover corner since Lattimore, mm-hmm. certainly the best since Denzel Ward. Right. And Okuda's probably a top five pick. He'll take half the field away. I I can make the case that OSU covers this number, but I'm not going to. Look, straight up, man, I'm, I'm not emotionless about it. I'm not going to bet against my team when I'm on a football trip with my boys this no. weekend. Um, but I'm also not comfortable laying the 20 because let's face it. They could dominate Michigan State. They could end up with all their backups in the game, and then you're getting backdoored. I mean, D'Antonio as a big dog, MSU defense, bad day at the office last week, slow to adjust to some of the things Indiana did. Um, look, I could make a case both ways. I don't think there's some huge value here. You know, if you started getting up to 24 and a half or something like that, well, then maybe I'm looking at State. And obviously, if it was down at 17... You kind of look at OSU, but I, I think it's just sitting there. It's like a a fart in an elevator. It's just sitting at 20. I'll watch it. I'm not going to play it, but, you know, I totally understand it if people line up and take the fave, and I get it if people want to line up and take the points. I just I think it's too much volatility. I'm going to kick back and watch. No, and the one stat that I keep here getting thrown around is, hey, Ohio State last year, they didn't cover once in the month of October. But you know what, guys? It's a it, it, team. It, it is a completely different team. So, I, hey, as much as I like trends and maybe looking into some sort of early to mid-season type lull where you don't cover the games, it is a different team. And and no, I don't think Michigan State has the offensive power right now to to get to a number that would allow them to cover that those points. So I'm, it. I'm just going to stay away from it altogether. Uh, I, I'll shame on you. You're a piece of garbage. You should pick every game. <laughs> just kidding. Um, let me give you a pair of noon plays for me. And this is one you got to talk me out of because I feel like I'm walking into it. Uh, Iowa travels to Ann Arbor, taking yeah. on Michigan. The spread opened initially at 7. It went widespread at 5. It has gone down, and I think it touched 3. It's currently sitting at 3.5. That's the number we'll use at time of taping. Uh, Iowa getting 3.5. Now look, majority of the tickets, majority of the money. It's, It's been early Iowa action, often Iowa action. Very, very rare you will see a very public team like Michigan where the public's against them, the pros are against them. I, I don't know. This is, I feel like I'm walking into it, but I don't trust Kirk Ferentz on the road uh, against a ranked opponent. I don't believe Iowa's the 14th best team in America. I've watched the games, um, watched them play Middle Tennessee State, watched them play Iowa State, and I will tell you, I, I challenge what they've faced defensively. Um Look, the offenses that they've gone against, Iowa State is driving the struggle bus offensively. As much as I like Brock Purdy, look, man, that was an 18-17 game. Uh, Iowa State was getting drilled by Baylor last week, couldn't move the ball. You know, Iowa probably hasn't faced a top 50 offense. It's, it's, I question the D traveling to face a Michigan team that at least playmaker-wise, talented, at home, Back against the wall, wounded animal. The Rutgers win doesn't do anything for him. Nobody cares. I only got a win by four. I feel like this is this is a sucker bet, but I feel like Michigan's in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Ference has a terrible uh, record against ranked opponents long term. Terrible record as a road favorite against a ranked opponent. Man, I, I look, I know Iowa is probably going to go and play a credible football game. No one's talking about this being more than a one-score game. 
but I, I only have to win by four. I'm getting the home team. I'm getting probably the more talented team. Talk me out of betting Michigan here. I can't because I'm going to bet Michigan. I, I think that. Oh, now we're fucked. No, See? it's. <laughs> and hey, if Michigan drops this game, first of all, it, all hell's going to break loose. But second of all, I will set that criteria of I'm not betting Michigan again the rest of the season. But, dude, look. I, this Michigan game reminds me a lot of last year's Wisconsin game, where Wisconsin was was ranked a little higher than they should have, and Michigan beat them soundly. I think that this is a game that Iowa's ranked a little higher than they should be ranked, and I could see Michigan going out there and beating Iowa soundly. If they don't, hey, there are there's a ton of problems if Michigan loses this game. But one last time, I'm going to trust Michigan here and, and lay the three and a half. I mean, I think the, the one thing that scares me, Iowa's probably not going to let Michigan run the ball. Um, Michigan's uh, Michigan's offensive line for all of the hype you can tell they're running a new system you can tell yeah. they're not comfortable Michigan's running backs not great banged up Charbonnet I guess for me I look at those receivers I question who Iowa has faced offensively um, it's going to be hard to stand up to Nico Collins and DPJ Donovan Peoples-Jones and Tariq Black and I guess I kind of look at it that with Michigan, for Michigan to win this game, they only have to make a handful of big plays. Yep. For Iowa to win it, they're going to have to consistently 15, 20, 25 plays. On the day, they're just going to have to be better on every snap. Now, look, the one thing I would tell you, here's what worries me is let's say Michigan operates with big plays. Let's say Michigan gets the chunk plays. You know, a couple 40-yard completions that that equal points, frankly. Iowa will have an even bigger advantage in the T.O.P. I mean, offensive line, I think both Iowa tackles are going to be NFL players. You have a Michigan front that's been underwhelming, got bullied around by Wisconsin. So now you're talking about Iowa can just line up and grind, own the T.O.P., limit the possessions, it it does give you pause. I just, look, if Iowa were getting the seven on open, you look at it and go, all right, now hold on. But this has just been bet down to a point where I feel like there's just not a lot of value there. I'll agree with you. I'm going to bet Michigan. I'm I'm a winner either way because I'm either going to win money well, no, Michigan could actually screw or, you by winning by three. Or win a ton of content. Well, no, or just see the team I dislike the most well, lose. Look, I just feel like this is a spot. I'm going to do it. I'm super Ooh. scared walking into it. Go ahead. What? No, I can tell you're going you're gonna to actually bet on Michigan. I'm going to bet Michigan. I'm going to bet Michigan. Now, here's the other danger play. I'm betting on a game I'm going to be at. Saturday, I will be at West Point to take in Army's homecoming. Army getting three at home against Tulane. And I texted you on Monday and I said, Mikey, the the game I'm at looks like a nice bet. It looks like something uh, exciting. Now, mind you, Army initially opened as a one-point dog. They're now a three-point dog. I love the field goal. Um, clearly, there's a, there's a lot of money being placed on Tulane to get that number to go to three. Yep. But... I watched Tulane. I I had Houston the night that they played Tulane, and that was one of the worst beats in history. Um, You know, blowing a 28-7 lead, but also the fake spike, giving up a touchdown the last play of the game. Um, Look, Tulane 
Willie Fritz runs a good operation. They run the ball. They got that LSU transfer. Um, uh, is it Braddington? Whatever his name is. It running back. They want to pound the rock. They got the Okie State transfer uh, at wideout, whose dad is their wide receiver coach at Tulane. Um, the the formula is simple: pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock. Play action, take deep shot. With Army. Look, I think Army has shown they can hold up on the ground. They held up against Michigan, which has just flat better players than Tulane across the board. Army at home has won 15 in a row. You don't beat them there. Um, The winning streak's even longer, too, because I think the last team that beat them was Air Force. But look, Army at home, getting a field goal, homecoming. I'm on the sidelines dressed as George Washington. I'm excited. Um, That's awesome. I'm going to make a danger play here, though. Like I just feel like this is a really good spot for Army. I think Tulane's solid, but Army has shown me week in, week week out, their defense is not getting exposed. You know, they, they're not that typical service academy defense. They, they've held up damn near every game. Um, I'm just comfortable getting the three in what I think is going to be a, a low-scoring, you know, race to 20, limited possession game. Both teams want to run it. Um, I just, I could make a case to you Army's the better team. Um, I'm going to take Army, take the three points, and root them home because I don't want to go to a game where, to home, <laughs> where they're going to lose. Yeah, you know what? I, every week I, I usually like to pick one game out of the slate that I kind of just side with you on and, and, and trust your research on. No, and no, you know don't, don't no, do it. No. Don't do it. Because you're going to Army. I know you're looking forward to it. You're going to have a fun time. So Very I'll join. So. Let, let me just join you on this one bet of the week. And uh, see if we can win this one while you're there having a good time. I mean, come on. You got to get after it. I, I will tell you, though, you got to look out for um, you got to look out for one thing is Tulane has two explosive players, like I was telling you about. Justin McMillan's the quarterback, LSU transfer there. But they have, they have a transfer, I think, at running back, too. But the kid t- to look for is that wide receiver. Um, the kid who came in from Okie State, McCleskey, Jalen McCleskey. Yep. Um, big time player. Big time player, um, but look, look. Bottom line, you know what Army's going to do. You know they're going to limit possessions. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tulane exposes them. Maybe Tulane can make the big plays. Maybe I'm affected too much by what Army did against Michigan. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out that Michigan isn't very good. But overall, Army's able to hold up. It'll be can they limit the big plays through the air by Tulane? You know Tulane's going to grind on you and lean on you in the running game. But yeah, I'm going to take Army in the three points and. I'm going to root them home. I'm there. Let's do it. M- an have emotional fun play. Fun. I'm Most important forward to it. A um, couple other games I want to go to. It's a limited card on Saturday. Because like I said, if I don't get to sit home and watch it all, I'm not going to play it all. Um, one game I thought was interesting, if you like the up-down theory and all of that, what about Iowa State at home as a three-point favorite against TCU? Now, I ended up playing Baylor. wasn't a wasn't a cash ticket selection. It was something sitting home Saturday. I had made a, a call to play uh, and ended up being right on that. N- nice little, little little money line sweetener. But Nice. Look, Iowa State just didn't look good, but I don't trust TCU. TCU's most impressive performance, what, against Kansas or, or against Purdue without Sindelar? You wonder if this is kind of an Iowa State bounce-back game at home, they can't be this bad, only laying three. Not a play for me. It's one that jumped out, though, and you look at it and go, come on, now that that looks too easy, doesn't it? It is. And I think that, look, Mike, you and I have talked about that a lot, where if a game looks too easy, 
It is. Doesn't it generally seem like that? I mean, sometimes, how rare is it where you actually have a game where you look at it and say, oh, this is this is easy money, and you and you put down money, and it, they just run away with it. You know what I mean? It never happens. Yeah, that, that happened last week to me. It's called Maryland. Um, yeah. The, uh, this was actually a game I... I, I it came down to two selections for the group for my college football trip. Uh, That's it, right. Yeah, Texas at, at West Virginia was the other one. This one, this one is kind of stinky. When a line opens at eleven and a half, it's like last week, and I picked the Buccaneers against the Rams because the line opened at that weird number. It was over ten. I don't think the Rams are that good. This is one West Virginia fits that like Buccaneer mold. Like Texas is a brand name, like the Rams. Texas is flashy like the Rams. You got Texas going on the road and they're laying 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a a mediocre West Virginia team at best. And again, I mean West Virginia, the offensive metrics, I'm not going to bore you with it, but I mean they can't run the ball worth a lick. Uh their scoring offense is not good. Are they improving? Yes, I think they're better now than they were week 1. But Texas defensively, defense is awful. They're banged up, missing multiple starters. You kind of look at this and go, all right, 11 and a half, road favorite. Texas defense can't be trusted. Man, I, I can make a case for West Virginia here. I want to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I was looking at the trends as well. Um, the interesting one that, that stood out to me is that Texas is 0-4 against the spread in their last four games following a win. So I don't know. There's kind of that that issue where they don't really respond well. They kind of are, are slow a little bit. If anything, in this one, I would probably, I would actually probably lean towards West Virginia. But I'm not. This is a classic game where I'm just not strong enough to play on the card. I would have a lean towards West Virginia, though. Oh, you have to do it, though. You have to. Oh, come on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm busting your balls. <laughs> no, I, I'm, listen. And West, hey, West Virginia is very good at home as well. They're very good covering the spread at home. I know. I it, it, It's part of me where I, I was torn, really torn about where to go on the trip. And, and ultimately, we got some cool hookups at Army because I got a couple of guys who have a relationship with the, uh, the athletic department up there. So it was just... It made sense, and then you you know we'll be in Manhattan at night to watch MSU get butchered. We're doing the Giants game on Sunday, so it's a really a nice football cool. week. And the only thing we're missing is getting out to Belmont Park. It'd really be a, a hat trick. But oh, there you go. Now I'm going to pass on it. I'm afraid of West Virginia. That's it's not Texas that I fear. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's West Virginia. Like you you want like I love underdogs. Like, I, I always try to play underdogs. I, I like the value. It's not some universal thing. It's just, I think it's always the square thing is people want to go in, bet brand names, lay the points, they'll win by a zilly. But I'm not going to do this. The spread's not quite big enough, and it hasn't moved. But I, I wanted to at least put it out there for people that if they're at home watching and they're like, hey, this looks interesting, you do what you want. It's going to be a pass for me. But I do wonder about Texas kind of shorthanded. Totally. Let me give you another one of the big games this week, just because I know a lot of people are going to be watching it. And man, oh man, it, 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 this kind of reminds me of the New Orleans-Dallas game in the NFL where I had New Orleans money line two and a half every which way. Think about Auburn going to the swamp. Mm-hmm. It opens at two and a half. It sits at two and a half now. Wow. Now, now, now listen to me. I'm going to do this and you need to stop me. You need to stop me because I went against Auburn when they were at A&M because Bo Nix is not 
a talented passer right now. He's not. He's barely completing 50% of his passes. Uh, I know that they 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 did their job at AM. I don't think Bo Nix had 100 yards passing. I think Florida's defense is a level up from AM. Auburn's got to go on the road again. Freshman QB, probably not going to be able to throw it. The two and a half kind of begs Auburn here. It does. It it's totally almost does. like when, when Vegas was begging you to, here, take the Cowboys. And you I don't did, need yeah. to beat them by three. And I thought it, it smelt funny. I'm going to take Florida here. I'm going to take the home dog, two and a half. I just cannot believe Auburn is going to continue to survive on the road, not being able to throw for 100 yards, go into the swamp, you know, prime 330 kick. I just think Florida gets one here. I think Florida is able to do this. And I, I tell me I'm wrong. Give me no, trends well, that I'm wrong. I'm begging hey, you. Hey, I can't wait to watch this game. I, I am going to bet the opposite of you on this because I am of screwed. the. No, well, hey. <laughs> I, I, I was screwed in the Cowboys game. But I think this is a, just an example where I say, Auburn, prove me wrong. Because every single game this year they've covered, there's been times where we've doubted Auburn. I've, I've won, a, I think, twice this year on Auburn. But prove me wrong, Auburn. Like, for once, don't cover the spread. But they've been so good this year at that. And, and Florida, by the way, 1-4 against the spread in their last five conference games. Yeah. Um, I like Auburn. I like Auburn until they show me that that they can't, frankly. So I'm just going to close my eyes and roll with Auburn. No, and listen, they've got what it takes to go on the road and do it. I'm not denying that. It's I can't get it out of my head having a, a true freshman QB who's going to notch victories at College Station and at Florida, and they're also not going to be able to throw it for 100 yards. But do they have the recipe of a strong running game and a good defense? Yes, they do. I know that. I, I cop to that. Well, it, it's it, just... Th- it would be the fir- this would be the first time that Florida has covered in the last five meetings between them. Um, Auburn, though, when they go to the swamp, they're one and four against the spread. Their last five trips to the swamp, so that that is a little telling. But yeah, only two and a half points. Maybe it's a sucker's bet, but I'm gonna take Auburn. The big thing to me, Florida only allowing 86.8 yards a game on the ground. Um, if you can take that away or limit that and force Bo Nix, look, Florida's gonna be coming after. Him. All right. I mean, you look look at the A&M game, for God's sakes. Nick's completed 12 balls. That's the same number of rushing attempts he had. Uh, it, it, look, for, is it, Florida it, ranks second in all of FBS with 24 sacks. This is, this is going to be a level of pressure. Florida has forced 13 turnovers. Pressure, havoc, turnovers, freshman QB. Look, man, I, I'm... I, maybe I'm going into a buzzsaw. Maybe Bo Nix is just a, a freak show. But, I mean, I think it's a tight game. I think one bad turnover. I really want to bet Florida here. I didn't know it was the first time they've played since 2011. That's crazy. That's, that's kind of crossover. I know. That's kind of crazy to me that it's it's been that long, though. But, no, hey, we'll see. Maybe this is a game where you and I bet a bottle on again, and we'll no, see. No, 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 no. Not the way I'm going. I, I got to be honest. It's like some the <laughs> games I'm on, I nail, and the games I'm off, it's just pie to the face. Yeah. You know, early goes. in the season, I was really keyed in, and even the games I was losing, it was a half point, you know, bad break here. I'll tell you, last two weeks, man, it's been all in or all out. If Auburn wins this game, they're a national title contender. I just, I really, yep. dude, oh, you, they totally are. You don't, you don't win games on the road in some of the venues. They're, they're going to be winning. 
Um, but I'll I'll take Florida well, here. Well, let me jump in and throw a curveball on you because I I didn't see this on your sheet and I was surprised. Yeah, go ahead. No opinion on the big Toledo game after after your big win last no, week. No, no, no. Western no. Action, Western Michigan at Toledo with that rocket that points towards Bowling Green. That's right. No, and, I, and over under is seventy one in this game too. No, I mean crazy. D- despite Sparty Bob's review of shit angles and stuff. No, I thought I had a good read on last weekend's game with a with a tired BYU team after a brutal month. Getting on the airplane, flying out Eastern Standard, noon kick, Toledo lying in wait, big offense. Um, no, I had an angle there. I honestly, no, I'm not going to play this, and you you can't force me to. <laughs> but if I had to, I'd probably take the other side. Yeah, I'd probably go Western. Yeah, you know, you're going to go ahead. You're going to get. You're going to give me some points. Looks like there's a good amount of action on Western early. But I'm no Mike. I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Just wanted to check. Uh, there has to be an angle to it. Yeah. Let me give you, all right, let me give you one. And you can stop me from doing this. Because I don't have to play this. What about Illinois off the bye week getting 14 as they travel to Minnesota? Now, Illinois scoring offense, top five in a Big Ten. Brandon Peters, they got the advantage there. Minnesota's the fakest undefeated team 4-0 in America. Gophers. 4-0. They've spent, like, the first three games, they spent a total of, like, 30 seconds in the lead. You had a triple OT game out at Fresno. You had a late score against, you know, South Dakota Tech or whatever it was. I don't buy into Minnesota as being a 4-0 team, but I think they're priced like one. You're just tossing two touchdowns around to the team who probably has the better offense. Illinois off the bye week, two weeks to prep for the game. The home field advantage doesn't mean much. It's Minnesota, for Christ's sake. Am I nuts looking at Illinois getting 14? No, because Minnesota has played a lot of close games this year. Uh, I think, look, I think Minnesota for sure improves to 5-0, and but I don't think they win by 14. You know what's really interesting about it? It opens at 14. It's at 14. 57% of the bets, 74% of the money's on Illinois, and that line has not moved. Yeah. You know what? I am not playing this game. No, I'm not playing I'm it either. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then I just got the image of Lovey Smith morphing into Morgan Freeman with yeah, that sexy beard. beard and confused look on his face. I am not going to play it. All right, college plays for me. I'm at the Army game. I got to bet Army. I don't give a shit. You can take analytics and cram them. I'm betting on Army. I'm betting Michigan minus the three and a half. I'm going to bet uh, Florida getting two and a half. So I got three plays. What do you got, Mike? Yeah, I got Michigan minus three and a half. Army plus three. Auburn minus two and a half. I'm also going to mix in. Let's look at the Notre Dame game. Over-under is 61.5. I'm going to go under on that. Give me the reasons why. You can't just throw something like that out there. No, I was looking at some of the trends earlier. I just think it's it's probably three or four points off. I, I, even with Bowling Green, their under's 8-1 and one in their last nine games overall. Notre Dame, it's 4-1 and one in their last five oh following a win. Oh, my God. I, 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 Notre Dame's favored by 46? They are. I, see, I don't think Bowling Green, they could get shut out here. I don't think I think 61's wow. a few points too high, so I'm going to go under in that. Only thing I would tell you, I mean, A, I, I don't know how you get involved with a point spread like that. You're you're good to, to look at the total. God bless. Because I don't think Bowling Green really scores. That's well, that, that's the other thing, though. I mean, Notre Dame has had back-to-back big games at Georgia, home against UVA. There's an emotional cost to that. There's a physical cost. You do wonder. I mean, if you come out flat, that's hard to beat someone by 50. But totally. Jesus Christ, Bowling Green, my God. No thanks on that. All right, you're going to take the under in that total. Yeah, it seemed way too high. That's your deal. Big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages? Stop it. 
Don't do it anymore. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight when big power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, big power company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power, not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. Let's go to Sunday in the National Football League. We always like to give you a little Thursday juice. We can do that now. And and I'll tell you, Rams travel to Seattle. This is really interesting when you see this. It opened up Rams minus one and a half. It's now Seahawks minus one and a half. Mm -hmm. And the only angle I would give you is this. It's Seattle in primetime at home. Do I think Seattle's better than the Rams? No. But I also don't think the Rams are much. Now, far be it for me and my shitty angles to tell you about actual football, but it's clear the Ram offensive line is not the same as last year. Todd Gurley is not the same as last year, and it's having an effect on them overall. Now, yes, they played a wild and wacky shootout last week, defensive touchdowns all over the board. Um, it was a wild game. That's why I had the Bucks. But the Rams, if you look at the bigger picture, are not the same team. They got to go on the road to Seattle, which might be the toughest place to play in the league. Seattle is going to line up. They're going to run the football. Russell Wilson is playing tremendous when they throw. They have some weapons. If you're asking me, who do you play here? Yeah, naturally, I would take Seattle. But I don't think it's that simple. I don't think this is some slam dunk because the Rams still are the more talented team. The Rams still, if, if you really look at it, with one quick score or with, you know, one turnover in this game, they could flip the whole game flow and then it takes Seattle out of what they want to do and now you're at a stark disadvantage. I I would play Seattle if you're forcing me to. I'm not going to. Mainly because I'm not going to be awake for this whole goddamn game yeah. and I have to get up and get to the airport and get on this trip and root army home. Um, but I wanted to get your take on it, see if you had any trends. The betting, it look, it's damn near 50-50 both ways. Yet... The line is shifted. It makes you look at Seattle, who has the smart money on it. I would take Seattle if I'm forced into it. Well, and I, it is because of the trends that the money's moved. When you look at it, Rams are 1-5 against the spread in their last six Thursday games. Um, I, I think a lot of people look at Thursday games. It's a totally different week of prep. Uh, Seahawks, though, they're 9-0 and against the spread in their last nine Thursday oh, games. Oh, my God. So, so what people are doing is they're just simply looking at how these teams are playing on Thursday. And also it helps probably to move the spread when the Rams are 1-4 and against the spread in their last five meetings against Seattle. 9-0? and uh, Yeah, 9-0. Nine, they, nine they, yeah, they haven't lost against the spread, that is, in their last nine Thursday games. So that's to me, that's clearly why the, the line moved for Seattle. I'm not getting snookered into this. I'm not doing it. No, no, I'm not. I'm going to stick to my guns on this. 
I, I it's it's I, I'm going to be rooting for Seattle because I got Russell Wilson in fantasy, but I, I'm not doing this. Yep. Leaving it alone, I'm going to pass. All right, all right. How do you want to do this with this card? Because I have a couple games I like that I'll spend time on. We can go through the whole card if you want, but a great example this week, guys. There's a multitude of games at a time of taping. I there are injuries that greatly impact how I feel about games. Like, do I know is Josh Allen playing Sunday against Tennessee? I don't know that. Therefore, there's no way in good conscience I'm talking about Buffalo, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the Jacksonville game. Is Jalen Ramsey going to play? Is he not? I don't know, but they're on the road at Carolina. I think if if Ramsey doesn't play, I feel one way. And I may lean Carolina, but I don't have that answer. It's not fair. What am I going to tell you? Hey, if Ramsey plays, do this. Time of taping, I don't have it. Um, I mean, hell, there. There's a multitude of situations like that in the league. Oh, a great example. Here, all right. If you're asking me to do an injury game where I go, hey, if this guy plays, take him. What about Sunday night football? My gritty, resilient Colts. Okay. If T.Y. Hilton plays, the public will be flying to the Chiefs. They already are. It opened up at eight and a half. It's out to eleven. It's the Sunday night chase special. It's a brand name in the Chiefs. It's a big favorite. Everybody's going to chase their bet. I'll bet the Chiefs. They'll blow the Colts out. It's the squarest play of all. The Colts line up and smash. And if you've looked at Kansas City, they're allowing 5.6 yards of carry on the ground. The Lions couldn't run it before the Chiefs came to town. The Lions gutted them. I think Indianapolis, with their running game, should be able to stay afloat. But here's the key. If they have T.Y. Hilton, it forces the Chiefs to be honest. It forces the Chiefs to respect the perimeter. If Indianapolis goes in there and, you know, I got, you know, Bob Rogers uh, and, and, and other no-names, I, I can't do it. You can mark this down. If T.Y. Hilton plays and I get the number at 11 or more, I know there's caveats. I'm sorry, guys. It's time of taping. What do you want me to do? I like the Colts here. I think the Chiefs are that classic, overinflated public play. The Chiefs are always involved in a boat race. They're always involved, you know, because their defense just stinks. And Indianapolis lining up, running the football, maybe a hit a shot to T.Y. Hilton. If you're forcing me to pick one of these injury games, it's the Colts Sunday night if T.Y. plays 11 or better. That's that's one of my plays. I like it, and I think that you're hey. not allowed to agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to bet the total on this one, though. But Colts are really, really good against good teams as well. 8-1 and one against the spread against teams with winning records. Um, but I'm actually going to go, I like that the over-unders climbed a little bit. I'm actually going to go under 56 points here. I don't think there's going to be as many points, as many... Uh, you know, uh, back and forth, touchdown after touchdown, as people think. Just stay under fifty six. I'm happy. Yeah, it's a, well, and again, Mike, you're 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 taking the the sharper side of things. I mean, let's face it: the the public action on Sunday Night Football is the favorite in the over. Nobody totally. wants to to not watch. Score. Oh, and, oh, oh! Don't score! Don't score! No, nobody wants that. Right. No one's excited for that. I, I again, totals are not my thing. I don't claim that they are. I it, it's it's for me. It's it's I don't how do you let I me mean, let me ask you this question mm-hmm. I I wonder as, as well as I'm sure people do like what do you do when you're looking at totals 
Do you do, like what is what is the research that goes into it? Because I'm I'm not a total guy. I don't. A lot of it with me is, is trends. I, I look at trends and and you know, like I said, if they're if the over is, for instance, um, the under is 13 and three in the Colts' last 16 games against a team with a winning record. So basically, that tells me against good teams, the Colts tend to go under. So I look at a lot of unders. I also look at a lot of. Uh, you know, I think the eyeball test does factor into it. If I think the defense, if, if Colts have a pretty good defense, can they limit the Chiefs? Third down defense goes into it because I think third down scoring and third down conversion rates directly factor into points. Um, so it's really a kind of a multitude of things, but trends, I would say for sure, at the forefront. And, and if it's moved, you know, if I see that the line's moved a lot and you think you're going to get a little better value, then I'll do that. All right. Um let me give you a game where we're pretty certain a key guy doesn't play, and I think we're getting a little bit of a value. What about Dallas laying three and a half to the Green Bay Packers? Devontae Adams all but certain to not play this weekend with turf toe. Um, look, Dallas, their wins are not impressive, let's face it. The 0-4 Redskins, the 0-4 Dolphins, and then the Giants with the dead body of Eli Manning. The Packers, look, they've beaten better competition. They have. The problem is, without Devontae Adams and going against the Dallas defense that is so fierce, um, can Aaron Rodgers really go in there and get this done? I kind of look at this Dallas with a tough loss on Sunday night, get the offense going a little bit, not sure I trust Green Bay against the run to the level they've done it so far. Green Bay showed some cracks against Philly. You know Zeke Elliott. Um, is going to get a bigger workload this week. You know Jerry Jones went on radio and called out Kellen Moore. Right. No, he actually did. I think this is a really n- nice spot for Dallas. Come home, home cooking. Three and a half bothers me, obviously, but that's the number. Um, I- I'd like to believe you could get it at three somewhere, but mm-hmm. we'll use three and a half. I just think this is a good spot for Dallas. Take care of business. Get right. Get the running game on track. If if Adams plays, it's a totally different feeling to me. But without him, you you can just do so much more against Green Bay. And frankly, look, they're also a little bit limited in their ground game. I mean, you saw Jamal Williams with the brutal hit last week. Um, Aaron Jones has been nice, but this is Dallas is a whole different deal. Am I wrong to like Dallas at home as a short favorite? Um, I, I hear you, but I do think you are wrong. Because I just, here's how I view it. I just cannot trust the Cowboys right now at all. It's fair. I, I think that I, I've tried to buy in this year on Dallas. At times, sure, they look good. But even you look at when they play good teams, they're 0-4 against the spread in their last four against winning teams. I think that against solid teams, they just simply don't play as well as they should. Also, in the matchup specifically, Packers 6-2 and two the last eight meetings, Aaron Rodgers always finds a way to play Dallas pretty well. So that's why it's just a, that's that's why this one's just a pass, a strong pass for me, not a play. Alright, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm not going to let you talk me out of it. I'll play it. <laughs> um, let me give you the other game I really liked, and then I want you to tell me about some that you do, and then we'll kind of we'll blitz through some of the games that, that I'm just not playing. And like I said, little different this week that I'm traveling and I'm going to beat the Giants game. If I don't get to watch it, I'm, I don't do this for a business. Like, clearly, I'm, I'm having fun. And, yeah, I want to win, but if I can't watch the shit, well, why am I going to play it? Mm-hmm. What am I, some degenerate? No. The other game I liked, and, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to go, Mike, you cannot bet this team. You cannot bet this team after what they did to you last week. <laughs> what about Houston laying four and a half against Atlanta? 
Look, Deshaun Watson's only averaging 236 yards passing a game. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, just not connecting with his guys. Uh, a lot of heat in the Houston media this week with the play calling and Bill O'Brien. You could say that for basically every year for the last three, four years. Don't you believe Houston at home following what what I, I'll tell you, man, as a guy who liked Houston last week, minus a couple, Jesus, that was a brutal loss. Yeah. I mean, just a brutal loss. You got DeAndre Hopkins throwing a pick on a trick play. You got an offense that couldn't do more than 10 points. You had Kyle Allen come in and outperform your star. Just brutal. But you're taking on an Atlanta team, speaking of brutal, two weeks ago against the Colts, 16 penalties um, in a loss they primarily got drilled in. Last week, I ended up taking the Titans on a personal level. I know that wasn't an official pick, so I don't get credit for it. But look, they they played. Oh, like, you need proof next time. No, you need I to, mean you I, need to post out your slips. No, no, I I I, I know that's why it doesn't <laughs> count. I'm just saying that like Sunday morning, I look at more stuff and I make more picks. Like of course, you know Jesus, but it doesn't count. I'm just saying I don't like Atlanta. I've played against them. They're undisciplined. Watching some of that game too. Mike, they were getting drilled by the Titans. They got pounced on. Um, they're going to go to Houston now. I think Dan Quinn is rivaling Jay Gruden for the first coach to be fired. I think Houston, on a bounce back, you know they're going to prioritize their passing offense. I think they could get loose against Atlanta. I'm going to take Houston minus the four and a half here. Tell me I'm Ooh, wrong. And you usually, I know you usually don't like uh, laying the points like I that. I don't like favorites, and I, I just I think this is a, like last week, Mike. Look. Seven underdogs, uh, or seven road teams won, and six of them were underdogs. You generally, you get a little bit more balance than that. And and I, I'm not going to force myself to pick underdogs just because that's generally where I look. I think this is a week where some of these home teams, you're not given a touchdown. You're not given six. I think some of these home teams actually look okay. Totally. So, yeah, I, I would say Houston laying the four and a half against Atlanta. What do you got? Yeah, so I just think Atlanta's so bad right now against the number. I, I think Atlanta is is a total mess, and they don't find ways to cover spreads at all. Even you look at any of the trends. One in four against the spread their last five games overall. One in six against the spread their last seven road games. One in eight against the spread their last nine games in October. I, I don't think that... It, that I'm in any position right now to pick Atlanta to really cover anything until they show me some more. All right, I, didn't, I didn't think they'd start the season this sluggish in terms of just uh, sloppy, I guess is the right word. I've given you three ways to lose money. I mean three picks. Uh, Indy minus 11 if T.Y. Hilton plays. It's got to be 11 or better, and it's got to be T.Y. Um, I like Dallas minus 3.5. I like Houston minus 4.5. Give me something you like. Yeah, absolutely. So one that I really do like playing is... The Chargers. Chargers over Broncos. Really? Yeah. I, I think that, that I'm not, not want to call a team act like they're giving up, but I think the Broncos are kind of already looking ahead to next season. Um, they you know just what's funny haven't been able game? to get it done. It's funny. I was listening to a bookmaker um, talk about this. There was an interview mm-hmm. and how this is kind of the game no one's betting. There's just no action. It's just kind of sitting there. And... It's Chargers minus six and a half over the Broncos, and yeah, go ahead, please give me the spiel. I'm, I'm, I'm of all games, you pick this. No, I, I, I just think it's a game where I could see the Chargers totally winning in a blowout. Um, look, we obviously know 
to Chargers. They they kind of shook off an own two stretch, uh, thirty to ten over the Dolphins last Sunday. I think they're they're really getting to a point where they yeah I, I could see them rolling a little bit here in October. So it's a game where I just think that that you got best of both worlds. You got a team in the Chargers who are on the up, they're kind of rolling, and you got the Broncos who are really on the down, kind of giving up, looking towards next season. I think Chargers winning a blowout. Let me give you a number that puzzles me. It's also a game I'm going to be at this weekend. I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with it. I might have a few too many beers before the game and place a bet walking into the stadium. Nice. But that is not for official play. How are the Minnesota Vikings a five point favorite? On the road against Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. Now listen, I don't think the Vikings are as bad as they were last week. I mean, the Bear defense is going to make you look that way, but you've got Kirk Cousins taking heat from his coach and from Adam Thielen. you got Cousins apologizing. Um, the offense looks broken. But why five? Why Why not seven? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why not three? How do you land at five? And again, is Minnesota so busted offensively that they don't just go and beat the Giants by a TD? For the Giants, Golden Tate comes off suspension this week. That'll help Danny Dimes. Uh, Look, Jones, 22 of 25 on passes that traveled less than 10 yards in the air last week. Who's really good at taking those passes and turning them into 10-plus yards? A Golden Tate, one one of the best yak guys in the league. Mike? What am I missing? Because I still think the Minnesota defense, with the way Zimmer calls it, against a rookie QB, that's a major advantage for Minnesota. I like the Giants a lot. In this oh one. Jesus! I, and, and the Vikings are terrible on the road too against the spread. I I think it's 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 Kirk Cousins has not been able to get this offense rolling at all. I think it's kind of a mess. And yeah, I'm going to trust Danny Dimes in this one. I think the Golden Tate point is great because he is a guy that changes the game and, and gives a rookie quarterback. And what has the league gone to? When you're when you're a rookie quarterback, they really try, as of the past few years, to just dink and dunk underneath passes, short passes, that type of thing. No, I like, I, dude, I like the Giants in this one. Mike, make a time stamp here. Where are we on time for Roberto to edit? 55. Oh my God, wrap. We got to wrap right now. All right, ready? Yep. All right, so let's recap the picks then. I, I love your Giants faith, but I, <laughs> I'm i not going to make that an official one. I'm going to do that in the personal file. Uh, NFL, I'm going Dallas minus 3.5, Houston minus 4.5, Indy plus 11 if T.Y. plays. You got to give me T.Y. Hilton. Don't break my balls. All right, college. Uh, danger, Will Robinson, danger. I'm going to be at the Army game. I'm betting Army. I don't give a shit. Go, Army, go. Uh, I'm going to bet Michigan. Minus three and a half. You know what's going to happen there, Mike? They're going to win by three. I'm going to lose my bet and have to watch them win a game. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um, I am going to go Florida plus two and a half at home. I'm going to let Bo Nix hit me with a baseball bat again. So three in college, three in the pros, little more abbreviated card this week because I'm traveling. And if I can't watch it, I'm not betting it. What are you betting? Yeah, Michigan minus three and a half, Army plus three, Auburn minus two and a half, Notre Dame under 61 and a half, Kansas City under 56, then we have the Chargers minus six, Giants plus six and a half, and I'm going to also add the Cleveland Browns plus three and a half against, Wait, the, against the Niners what? as my final pick. Well, you got to give some justification for the that. Day. Justify. Uh, Browns, fantastic on the road. They've covered the spread every time they've played on the road in their last four games. And, dude, the Niners. Off a bye, I really think there's something to this trend. 
Niners 0-6 against the spread in their last six games following a bye week. I think it's a spot where the Browns are going to try to continue this. They continue to get it rolling and give me Cleveland. David, give them that sexy stat time for all the things we didn't discuss this week. Make it happen. You know what time it is. It's another week of Sexy Stat Time with the Hatchet Man. I want to focus here this week on the NFL. You have the Bears at the Raiders. Eh, Not really. The game is in London. But what you have here is Khalil Mack facing his former team for the first time. The 2019 stats for Khalil Mack this year, 12 tackles, two tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, and four forced fumbles. But the Bears' defense as a whole, they are surrendering just 6.8 points per game. Chicago is in the top five in the NFL in both opponents' yards per game and yards per play. The defense is getting a sack on 9.7% of pass attempts. That is fourth in the NFL. And yes, Mitchell Trubisky will be out for this game, but it doesn't matter. The defense dominates. Expect the Bears to win that game in London. Let's move over to the Vikings going to New York to face Danny Dimes' team, the New York Giants. Golden Tate is set to return after his four-game suspension, but that's right. I said it. This is Danny Dimes' team. He has replaced Eli Manning, the Giants offense ranks sixth in total yards, eighth in rushing yards per game. Remember, no Saquon Barkley anymore right now. He's hurt. And seventh in passing yards per game. Expect this offense to become a little bit more explosive now that Golden Tate is set to return. Let's look over at the Patriots and the Redskins. I don't want to focus on the Redskins here, though. They're bad. Let's focus on the Patriots' defense. They rank first in points per game, first in sacks, first in interceptions, first in yards given up per game. How about this little stat here? The defense has more touchdowns scored, two, than they've allowed just one all season. That is tied for the fewest since the 1970 merger. Let's move over to the Falcons and the Texans. The Texans are struggling here, but so are the Falcons. The Falcons have trailed 14 plus points at halftime in three of their four games this season. That only happened three times in the previous three seasons combined for the Falcons. They're struggling so far this year. Who else is struggling? The Texans offensive line. Last year, they gave up 62 sacks. This year, they focused. They wanted to improve. They drafted Titus Howard in the first round. They traded for Dolphins tackle Laramie Tunsil, but yet it hasn't worked so far. They've allowed 18 sacks so far this season, which is tied for fourth in the NFL. Let's move on here to the Colts and the Chiefs. But I want to focus here on Patrick Mahomes. He was 0 for 9 on deep pass attempts in week 4 against the Lions. It's the first time in his career he went in a game without a deep pass completion. He was 11 for 18 for 436 yards, 6 touchdowns in weeks 1 through 3. This is a Sunday night matchup. Expect Mahomes to come through against that Colts defense. And finally here. I think this is a pretty good story here. You have the Buccaneers at the Saints. 
But let's focus on, in the first quarter of the season, one of the Defensive Player of the Year candidates, Shaquille Barrett. He is the first player since sacks became official in 1982 to record at least eight sacks, one interception in his team's first four games of the season. This has been another week of Sexy Stat Time with The Hatchet Man. All right. Thanks for listening. As always, subscribe, leave reviews, both good and bad. We don't care. Do whatever you got to do. We appreciate the good ones. We appreciate the five-star reviews and pass it on. And if you enjoy football discussion, well, I guess we'll talk to you next week on Catch the Ticket. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.